Welcome back to the Let's Chat Uni podcast. Today we're joined by a very special friend uh, and a very special member of the biomedicine community, Patrick. And he's also part of the Health Hub as well, so we get to work together a little bit. Today, in the first part of this series or this episode, should I say, we're going to be talking about Pat's pathway in biomed, his pathway into wanting to do public health, and a little bit about what it's like to study biomed and the experience of studying in the course itself. So welcome, Pat. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Dan. Nice to see you. Can you just give a little bit of an introduction to yourself and and tell people who don't know you a little bit about yourself, where you're at in your course and and how you came to be in the position that you are today? Yep, for sure. Um, I'm currently in my third year of the Bachelor of Biomedicine, majoring in microbiology, which I'm enjoying at the moment, which is great. I'm also doing a diploma of languages in Italian, um, as I had done some Italian subjects as breath and really enjoyed them, so have kept them all the way through. Um, and I've also I split my third year of biomed over two years to fit that all in. So we'll be finishing at the end of of next year um, the Bachelor of Biomed with diploma of languages. So tell us a little bit about your pathway in terms of coming from high school what you wanted to do then, moving into doing biomed, why you chose biomed as a course, and now what you're hoping to do in the future as well. So if you could just sort of guide us through through that process. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was at high school. A lot of my friends who were interested in the similar things as me and doing similar subjects wanted to do medicine, um, and they all sat the UMAT, now the UCAT, but uh, I didn't sit the, the UMAT then. I sort of knew that... Um, I didn't want to go into med and still sort of am the same way now. Um, I was more thinking of a career in some sort of medical research. Um, and so I was going to either do biomed or science at hopefully Melbourne Uni, which I got into. I was very happy. Um, and yeah, I think the reason why I ended up choosing biomed over science, I'm a bit of an indecisive person. So I sort of liked the structure of biomed over science. Um, and chances are that if I were to do the Bachelor of Science, my first year and second year subjects were going to be very similar anyway. Um, and yeah, I liked the, I liked the, the small cohort and I, I liked the sort of structure of the Bachelor of Biomed. Um, and that's the path I, I took leaving high school. Um, and then throughout my first and second year, probably still had it in mind that I was going to do research, maybe honours um, after Biomed. Um, I floated with the idea of doing law for a little bit. Um, yeah, didn't, don't think I'm going to pursue that. Um, and then I I went to an open day info session at Walter and Eliza Hall Institute across the road from Melbourne uni. And it's an amazing facility and I loved it, but the researchers didn't seem to appeal to me as much as I maybe initially thought. Um, I, I prefer working with the people that I may be helping. Did you want to just go over like what made you choose to pursue like what you're interested in now versus what you initially wanted to do? Like how did your perspectives change and your goals throughout the course? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I sort of shifted from research into thinking that I'd maybe do public health, just wanting to interact more so with people. And I'm sure in, in research, you still work closely with your team in a lab, um, And I'm sure that would be a great experience too, but I was more looking to interact with new people and people from different backgrounds and being able to really be in touch with the the communities and the people that uh, I would maybe assisting in, in that line of work. Um, And I suppose 
with my major of microbiology, I've always been in, interested in um, infectious diseases. And I, th- I think those sort of topics um, overlap a little bit and there's room to explore both of them doing public health related work. Um, that's probably where it first sort of came in. Um, and I guess during a pandemic, there's no real better time to get into public health with lots of opportunities, hopefully arising for me um, in the future. But yeah, I think that's where it mostly came from. It's sort of funny you say it, like hopefully more opportunities arising in the future as if hopefully there's more <laughs> pandemics. You, you suddenly have like an influx of so much work. Um, so um, what was it like for you in terms of sort of going through having lots of friends from high school that wanted to do med when they had a similar interest and then coming into biomed when lots of other people had the idea to finish and go into med? What's it been like for you being someone who doesn't hold that as their ultimate aspiration? And have you ever felt sort of not quite persuaded, but almost as if you'd like to go along with what everyone else is doing at times? Do you ever feel that pull? A, a little bit like, and that pull's more intrinsic. It's more from me. Um, I can, once, once I know what I want to do, it's unlikely that I'm going to be peer pressured into to doing something, especially with a major decision, like pursuing a career in medicine. I definitely in, love the theory of medicine. And I think I would enjoy the classes very much. Um, I'm just don't know if I could, how well I'd be able to apply that uh, clinically. Um, I don't think I would be able to deal with all of the, the, the various um, g- gross uh, situations. I'm sure Dan can attest to maybe that and word it a bit nicer as a, as a med student himself. Um, but I, I sort of knew that I, I maybe wouldn't have enjoyed the, the practicing part of it. I, I would love to interact with people and on an ind- individual basis following that pathway. But um, yeah, the, the information that I would have learned, I would have loved. Um, so I sort of knew once I had that in mind, I, I don't think anyone was necessarily going to persuade me uh, in terms of like a friend saying, you should do med. I don't think I was going to quickly change my mind like that. Um, and then into uni, it's been a little bit similar. A lot of my friends wanting to get into medicine or veterinary science or dentistry, something along those sort of lines. Um, yeah. And it's, 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 it's very interesting to see how their sort of approach to, to work sometimes a little, little bit different to mine in terms of knowing what results they need to get in order to pursue that um, path. But yeah, it's, it's very impressive. And I hope for everyone else, I've got nothing against the career of medicine, obviously. Um, just yeah, not, not my, not what I think I will go down, at least at present. Who knows what will happen in the future? There's sort of been a little bit of talk, um, especially more recently, about the sort of competitive edge and the environment within sort of studying biomedicine. For so many people wanting to do medicine, it feels like it's a competition with everyone else for a limited number of places. Do you think having aspirations that were outside of what everyone else wanted to do gave you a bit of freedom from that sort of competitive mindset and environment? Yeah, I I would say so. Um, I think. First of all, when people, especially outside the course, call biomed competitive, I think they um, sort of have in mind that everyone's purposefully trying to like put others down in order to get their own benefit in that like they won't share answers for like a, a worksheet or they won't work together. They'll sabotage each other in a, in a prat class, something like that. And personally, I've never experienced any of that or witnessed any of that or heard of any of that. I, I don't think that sort of activity necessarily happens. 
I think where the competitiveness sits is it's more of like a self-imposed competitiveness in that you see everybody else doing so well and you think to yourself, I, I have to be doing that well because these are my direct competitors if I want to go into um, medicine or another, another course that requires some high grades. So I, I don't, the, it took me a while to sort of separate myself from that. I think first year coming out of, of uni, getting into biomed, you're obviously used to getting a certain level of, of grades. Yeah, I think it took me a little while to adjust coming from high school just into uni the different expectation of what a good grade is and maybe what a not so good grade is. Um, so I don't think it was until into second year when I realized more so that the public masters of public health was something that I'd want to do, um, that I was able to sort of separate myself from that level of competitiveness and that um, sort of feel as though any grade below an H1 isn't good enough. Um, I was able to separate myself from that and have definitely, I think, enjoyed the university experience more from then, especially from a, a mental health perspective. So we talked a little bit about um, the Masters of Public Health being the course that you're sort of set on doing in the future now at this point or something that you're quite interested in doing. I should ask, what sort of appeals to you about doing the Masters of Public Health and public health more generally? I'll be honest, I'm still not 100% sure if I were to do the Masters of Public Health where that would necessarily take me. I don't think I have like a dream career in mind of something that I would definitely want to pursue. But from what I've seen so far and some experience that I've gained um, is that it's sort of, it's very flexible. There's so many different pathways that you can take. And for somebody who maybe wants to pursue um, something to do with infectious diseases and, and controlling them, um, the masters of public health seem to be the best fit for that and could sort of incorporate some more of the science-based um, knowledge that, that I enjoy learning about and, in, and enjoy um, strengthening my own abilities through. And also the more being able to help others and, and give back to a community aspect. I feel as though the MPH had a, had a good overlap there for me. Um, there's also lots of opportunities uh, in the global health field as well to potentially travel and experience new cultures and, and new areas that have different healthcare systems and how they go about their own health issues. I think that would be quite an amazing experience to be able to experience um, something like that. Is the travel a big draw card for you to be able to go into different places in the world and experience what different healthcare systems look like? Travel. Um, in from more of a, a leisure perspective is something that I think most people and myself I, I've, I've done a bit of and I absolutely love doing and will hopefully be able to do it again soon. Um, it's not necessarily a, a deal breaker in terms of a career path. Um, it's something that would be an amazing experience for sure. And definitely the um, MPH and jobs available after that would hopefully lead to some experiences like that because Health is everywhere. Every health, it's a basic human right that everyone deserves to have good health. So in areas where that, that isn't being met, there's heaps of opportunities. Yeah, it's definitely something that I would consider pursuing, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a deal breaker in terms of pursuing an MPH. What's your experience been like studying, um, doing your sort of major in microbiology? Do you think that's sort of the classic pathway that people take, doing something in generic like science or biomedicine going into doing a master's? Um, or how, how do most people, as far as you're aware of, go into public health? 
Yeah, the, I know the the MPH has uh, quite a div- diverse um, background in terms of previous courses that people take before entering it. Um, there are the people who come from the science background and who come straight out of undergrad and then want to pursue it. There are a lot of people who were practicing doctors and have been for, for a while and then realize that maybe they want to be a, a global health practitioner or something of the likes and sort of strengthen new areas um, of their skill set that they hadn't before. So I think there's a vast array of, of possibilities um, in terms of the type of student that you'd necessarily see in MPH. Um, I, I, was, I went to an MPH info session and somebody did the MPH and is now a business analyst for the Cancer Council and said that MPH would still give you the necessarily necessary skills to be able to, to apply yourself in that field. So I think in terms of the, the type of person you see and the type of educational background that they've had, it's quite, it's quite different from my personal experience. So where did you sort of go to to find out more about um, doing MPH or finding out more about research and deciding sort of through being able to see and meet people which sort of pathway you'd like to take? You mentioned having some experience at WeHire before and you also mentioned sort of talking to people who are already in the field and in public health. Are there any particular sort of experiences that you've had having those meetings or finding those experiences that have helped you to decide your own pathway? Uh, in, a, in a way, yeah. One of my, my lecturers in a second year subject, um, I had, I'd seen that she worked at a lab that I had already bookmarked. I think I was procrastinating during one lecture one time and just started looking up related things to make myself feel like I was doing work um, and, and stumbled across a lab at the, the Doherty Institute, the Microbiological Diagnostic Unit Public Health Laboratory. So as you can see, there it covers public health and microbes. So tick the boxes for me. And I saw that she worked at that lab. And so towards the end of the semester, I just emailed her out of nowhere and just asked if there were any opportunities available for undergrad students. And I was expecting a nice reply with maybe a link for me to follow to get more information. But she was um, fantastic and wrote back paragraphs and said she was in contact with the head of the lab. She set up a meeting for me with her and two other colleagues who work in different parts of the lab um, and said she would keep in contact with me if any um, job opportunities came up and recommended a research subject for me to do in my final year to get more experience at the lab. So I'd, that's definitely something that's ongoing and I will hopefully do that subject next year. That was definitely um, an aspect of my second year that I think sort of opened me up to these different ideas, being able to find, I, I knew things that I liked, but I wasn't sure if there was actually any job or area that mixed those two things together. And I, I thought maybe there might be something out there and then found this at the Doherty Institute as well, such a, such a fantastic um, high-class lab. Um, yeah, so I would definitely recommend for anyone listening to reach out to any lecturer or tutor that you've had um, with an email and they're always excited to, to have students apply and be interested in the work that they've spent a lot of their professional careers like perfecting. Um, so they're, they're always happy to, to share information and I would definitely recommend um, anybody who is interested in, in something that a lecturer or tutor's done to, to reach out. I think maybe that's probably the best point at which we'll wrap up the first part of yep. this episode. Um, and we'll just give a little bit of a close and thank Pat for sharing 
um, some of his advice and some of his experience, maybe to finish off as a last sort of um, tidbit or a cherry on top for the last bit of the first episode, if you'd like to give like one top tip or one piece of advice, either from you or one that you've received from someone else that you think can help people find their own unique pathway and something that doesn't necessarily conform with what all their friends are doing, but can help them find what is most interesting to them. I think people say it a lot, but pick subjects that you enjoy. I know some of the the first year core biomed subjects I didn't really enjoy. In second semester, especially, I had to do a, a physics subject, a genetic subject, and a statistics subject, none of which I really loved. And then Italian. Italian too was like the one thing I looked forward to um, every every week, which is a bit weird to say as a biomed student. So from then on, even if it meant more of a full-on study plan or doing more difficult subjects, I was only ever going to pick subjects that I knew I would enjoy. So that's something I would definitely recommend doing. Um, even if you may see a particular wham boost breath, breath subject, if it's something that you think you're going to dread going to every week, it's probably not worth the mental turmoil. Um, and you're, you're probably more likely to succeed in things that you enjoy doing and find interests in. So that would be one tip that I can think of off the top of my head. That's good advice. Sound advice. I definitely would have to have to agree with that. I think the ones that I ever picked as ones recommended by friends as things that would boost my wham were the ones I didn't look forward to each week and weren't even the ones that particularly did anything useful for me in terms of my grades. The ones that I did and I thought these these are the ones I look forward to doing every week were always the best ones. 